be kind and approach the world with a little sparkle because you never know who needs that little spark that you can share. Hello and welcome to Also in Pink, the podcast all about lifestyle design, how we live, the clothes we choose, and how we organize our space. I'm your host, Alexandria Lawrence, a certified KonMari consultant and personal stylist. I'm here to guide you on your journey to live a happy, fulfilled life. Every Tuesday, you'll get new insight on what it means to live well, plus actionable tips. Redefine what's possible and create your ideal life. Our guest today is life coach Penny Castleman. Penny is a certified professional coach, blogger, and author of How to Get a Free Boob Job. As a breast cancer survivor and former corporate ladder climber, she knows it shouldn't take a life-changing event to dream, build, and live the life you love. This episode has it all. We talk life, boobs, craft cocktails, and how to best support loved ones going through a personal trauma. There are lots of laughs too, and Penny has a spark all her own. Penny, welcome. This is so much fun. Thank you so much for being here, and I'm delighted to have you on the show. Oh, I am ecstatic to be here with you today, so thank you. (laughs) And yeah, it's funny. We've only connected recently, but I instantly felt that I just had to have you as a guest on the show. I was like, ooh, we have good energy. I was excited when you asked me to be a guest, so thank you. And you're another person that I'm connected to through Selena Sue, and I've spoken quite a bit about Selena on this podcast since she's my mentor, and being in her circle certainly transformed my life. One of her superpowers is connecting like-minded people. And it was only a couple of weeks ago that we were on that group training session, Zoom call with Selena's lot, and a tutor was guiding us through a visualization. And by the end of it, I felt tears streaming down my face, which really surprised me. So I I popped a note in the chat just to say what a powerful experience it had been. And then prompted you to reach out and you'd had a, a similar experience, I think years ago as part of a meditation group. You know, so often in our society and in life, we just go, go, go. And it's so important and powerful to take a pause and just be quiet with ourselves. And sometimes you can be so surprised with what surfaces when you do that. And whatever we do, whether we are entrepreneurs, run our own business or work for someone else, I think it is hard often to feel like we can take that time, but it is certainly essential. And I also love your goal to speak with everyone in our little entrepreneurial group, which is about 80 people. Yes, it's quite the tall order, but I'm excited. First of all, I was terrified. I was like, oh my gosh, seriously, 80 people I need to connect with. I'm not that outgoing, especially with people I don't know. And I thought, well, This is a once in a lifetime opportunity. We are all together for nine months. I need to make the most of it. And I found as I was starting to reach out and having those connection calls, they were so much fun. And they just filled my heart with happiness and joy. And everyone has their own path and story. And it's just fascinating to connect and learn. So I'm actually having 
a lot of fun doing it. That's fantastic. Yeah. I think that's often the case of many things where the anticipation of it is a bit intimidating and terrifying, but when you actually get yourself in there, whether it's going to the dentist or connecting with people you don't know, it's quite exciting to, well, I don't know about going to the dentist, but (laughs) (laughs) connecting with people you don't know can be great fun. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that's what I'm finding. So I'm super happy. You know, that reminds me of a moment when I was a kid, actually, and I was someone who always connected better with people one-on-one, I would say. But I remember maybe I was 12 or 13, and we'd had a friend who'd visited from abroad, a French guy, and he was leaving and going back to Paris. And I guess I was a little bit awkward and didn't sort of say a proper goodbye. And I remember vividly my mom saying, you know, you should think about making other people comfortable and not worrying so much about how you feel yourself. And she doesn't remember that at all, but that made such a huge impression on me. Not having that fear of speaking with people because it's not scary, really. And if you feel awkward, making the other person feel comfortable often helps, I think. Yeah, along those lines, there have been two times in my life where People who I have had limited interaction with, but certainly would consider acquaintances, years later reached out to me to say thank you for some interaction that we had. One was in college, and it was a gentleman who was dating one of my roommates, and he just reached out to me on Facebook and said, I just want to take a moment and thank you. You were always so kind to me when I would come over and visit. And I mean, this was 20 plus years ago. And I thought, wow, I had no idea that in that moment, the impression that I would leave with someone. And I think that kind of guides me even today is be kind and approach the world with a little sparkle because you never know who needs that today and who needs that little spark that you can share. Well, I love that idea of a a little spark that you carry with you and pass on to other people and make larger, (laughs) presumably. So Penny, you're a, a breast cancer survivor as well. And I love that you say It shouldn't take a life-changing event to dream, build, and live a life you love. That's absolutely so true. Yeah, why do you think it often does take a life-changing event to say, whoa, Nellie, okay, slow down, what am I doing with my life, and how do I really want to live? It's so interesting that you ask that, because I would have thought, why couldn't I have figured that out? before. And I think it kind of goes back to that whole slowing down and being able to reflect with yourself and really be quiet instead of do, do, do. All of my corporate career was constantly go, go, go. Do this, do that, on to the next project, on to the next thing. Deadlines that seemed insurmountable and challenges that you couldn't have foreseen. But There was never a time to slow down when you were in that environment. And suddenly when I was faced with my breast cancer diagnosis, I put a stop to everything. I mean, the only thing that was in front of me that was important was me getting better. 
me doing all the things that I needed to do to get on the other side and thrive and continue and have a life worth living and loving and enjoying. Those couple years of slowing down really gave me a little bit more perspective for what I want. But my passion is really helping other people get to that point without having to go through something like I did. And as you say, we are all so busy doing all the things that we often don't take that step back until we're forced to. And like the pandemic, the pandemic is in many ways the closest thing we can get to an enforced state of global self-reflection. Yes, absolutely. And we're all going through it together. You know, breast cancer was definitely a solo journey, even though there were other women I could look to or talk to about it. My experience was my own. And it was hard to express to people, which is why I wrote my book, to help people understand my personal journey and in hopes that it might shed some light for someone else. But the whole pandemic, we are collectively going through this. I mean, we are all facing kind of these same challenges. And so it's kind of nice to know that everyone you talk to is going through the same thing. It's very true in every part of the world, too. It's quite uh, humbling, and it does connect you more, I think, to what's happening. And you realize how connected you are physically as well, because it can pass so so quickly. (laughs) Yes, we've done very badly with that in this country. And I realize that you started your journey of self-reflection pre-pandemic, but have you had any additional lockdown realizations that have helped you change your perspective or your priorities? Yeah, I've determined I need to live somewhere with a warmer climate. (laughs) (laughs) Not only because my heat decided to take a little break last night, but I guess I didn't realize or I took for granted how much I enjoy getting out and just going and experiencing places and people and events and boy, in Cleveland, where I live right now, it's probably in the low 30s, which is freezing. And I just have no desire to go outside. And it's really kind of weighing on me a little bit. I'm very fortunate that with my life coaching business that I can do it from anywhere. And so many people now during the pandemic are finding they're not tied to a physical location either. And so that does open a whole bunch of opportunities that we may not have entertained before that. So it's kind of exciting. It's like a a little gift you were given. And it's like, oh, okay. Now, now what? So what are a couple of your top destinations? Are you ready to reveal them? Ooh, well, you know what? I have family in North Carolina. I have family in California. Um, So for sure, those are easy choices. And they both have much better climate throughout the year than Cleveland, much warmer. But I love traveling and I would like to continue that when it's available, again, for all of us to do. But just the fact that I have that freedom is just amazing. Although I have to say, as someone who grew up in Los Angeles, sunshine year round does get a bit tedious. Yeah. <laughs> but I suppose if you've built up enough winter in your system, you know, for 40 some years, then you might be ready yes. for sunshine for a few of them. The nice thing is, though, I can drive to the mountains if I would live somewhere else and, and get that little snap of cold. 
I'll take it for 24 hours and then I'll give it back. It's all good. <laughs> is it snowing now or is it just cold? Well, it's not snowing today, but I'm looking out of a window right now and everything's covered in a foot or more. Oh, that is kind of glorious. I did my undergrad studies at Oberlin College, which is very close to Cleveland. Yes, very close. During my time at Oberlin in Ohio, it was very exciting for the first time ever to experience a real winter. And for a California girl, I mean, snow was just glorious, I have to say. It is pretty when it first falls. It's very sparkly and white and clean. <laughs> and then it just starts getting dirty when they plow. I had a few friends who had a car and they were from, you know, cold climates. And I would always want to scrape the ice off the car because it was very exciting and novel for me. And they loved that, of course. So, <laughs> so take advantage of your warm weather friends. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I would happily give my snow brush to someone else. Oh, that's so funny. I have fond memories of swing dancing in Cleveland as well, since that was my great passion that started in college at Oberlin. I have experienced that on the sidelines. Well, come to London and you can experience it on the main floor. Okay. It's a date. As soon as travel's open, we will gather. I look forward to it. Yeah, so thinking of crisis mode, we all have a different response to that. Some people are mobilized by crisis or others might feel like they want to ignore the problem or completely shut down even. And I think your book title says it all. How to get a free boob job. Yes. <laughs> I had to give it a fun little cheeky title because obviously it's a very serious topic that I go through, but I certainly approached it with some sparkle and some humor all throughout the pages because it's just my personality. It's how I got through. So I wanted the title to definitely reflect that spirit. It's genius. And when you first told me the title, that is absolute genius. And your writing is really compelling. Oh, well, thank you so much. So through this, did you discover that you are a writer or had you done much writing prior to that? Oh, I will be honest. I didn't think I was a writer at all, ever. I'm very good at corporate writing. Do it this way. Here's the information you need and let's just move on. And so I had really no intention or dream of writing a book at all. It wasn't until I was pretty much done with all of my treatments and surgeries that someone said, you should really think about writing a memoir because your writing is so engaging and funny and insightful. And so I took all of my updates that I had written over the course of two years to make sure that my friends and family were kept up to date with what was going on. And I put them into a Word document and I had over like 40,000 words that I had written before I even thought about writing a book. And so I went, I'm already halfway there, if not over. It was fun, it was challenging. Well, hello. Can I just say thank you? Thank you for listening. And if you're enjoying the show, it would mean the world to me if you'd rate and review also in pink. I'll make it super easy for you, and you can even win a prize. Submit your review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts for a chance to win a 20 minute one to one virtual coaching session with me. 
Pick my brain about life, KonMari, or style. I'll announce the monthly winner on each Ask Alexandria episode, so be sure to listen out to see if your review gets picked. All you need to do is go to ratethispodcast.com slash also in pink and rate and review the show. Want tips on how to win? Write something genuine. Be thoughtful and let your personality shine through. Bonus points for a dash of charm. And for your weekly dose of podcast joy, subscribe to Also in Pink so you never miss a show. Thank you so much. You really are a star. I think a lot of people don't know what to say when someone they know experiences a personal trauma. So whether it's a bereavement or cancer diagnosis, whatever it is, in our efforts to be kind or sensitive, we probably often fail to give the support that person really needs. And is there something that you wish people had said during your breast cancer adventure? What kind of support did you ideally want? That's a great question, honestly. And reflecting on it, I realized that people really needed a cue from me as to what to do. My personality was never one to ask for help, which I now fully embrace both personally, professionally, that none of us get where we are without the support of others. And so as I was starting down my cancer adventure, I realized that people needed direction. And so I actually did reach out and put it out there. I would love help for dinner on days that I had chemotherapy. Not only was it good for me because I got to see people on a weekly basis, I knew who was coming, I got that interaction, but the people that signed up, they felt helpful and useful and they knew that was something I would appreciate. Let people in and give them some direction. If you have close friends and family, everybody wants to help. Everybody wants to do something to make you feel better, but they don't know how. And so it's so important to let your guard down and give actionable things people can do. It could be as simple as scheduling phone calls. Every Tuesday, let's talk at noon because I would just love to hear your voice and catch up or bringing dinner or let's make a book club. But yeah, I found it very comforting when I asked for things. And how about for someone going through a trauma who isn't at that stage where they feel like they can ask for help? What do you think the person around them could do to offer their support in a meaningful way? I think just stay in touch. You know, it could be as simple as letting them know you're thinking about them, a text, an email. I did love getting cards in the mail. Everybody's so electronic nowadays that it was kind of fun to get a piece of mail that wasn't a bill or a solicitation. It was actually, you know, a nice little ray of sunshine in my day. But I would caution the person who is reaching out, leave the expectations for response, understand that you can't possibly know what that person is going through in that moment that you send it or they receive it, making that connection and letting someone know you're thinking about them is gold. 
Giving without any expectation, which is true giving, really. Exactly. Talking about self-image, breasts, I think for a lot of women, play quite a significant role in how we view ourselves and our self-image and how self-conscious maybe we feel about our bodies. And like with hair, maybe you often want what you don't have. Like people yes. with straight hair want curly hair and exactly. luscious curls and vice versa. So I'm wondering, how did you feel about having a double mastectomy? So essentially having both breasts removed, was it all, oh, great, free boob job, or <laughs> so a bit more going on there, I imagine? Yeah, so, you know, originally, I would always joke about it. Like, oh, I'm going to get a free boob job, you know, all this. And then when I realized that, no, that's really what's going to happen, and the decisions involved with that at a few times were overwhelming because when you're born and as you mature, you don't get a decision in how you're going to look, what kind of hair you're going to have, how large your boobs are going to be. But then when I was faced with having a bilateral mastectomy, suddenly I had to decide what I was going to be replacing them with, which was like a bizarre concept. I definitely knew I wanted smaller than what I had before. So that was at least nice. I kept saying that and I reference it throughout my book where I would say, I don't want big boobs. <laughs> <laughs> and I think my doctors were like, oh, you are crazy. I just embraced that they were going away. I didn't really mourn that loss. I was very anxious when I was able to take my wrapped bandages off for the first time to see myself because after they were removed, everything was taken off. I just adopted the idea that it is what it is. I want to live as long as I can. Let's just put it that way. Could I have made the decision not to have this done? Absolutely. But I plan to live to be the lady in the rest home with the best boobs. Like that is going to be me. <laughs> I love that. That's a fantastic image. Yep. That'll be me. The little sparkly, perky penny rolling around in the nursing home. Perky in all ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I do recognize that there are women that have a much more difficult time than I did in embracing what had to occur for them to get past their diagnosis. And again, my how to get a free boob job and my story is just that. It's how I approached my surgeries and diagnosis and everything. And everybody's path is different. But I'm happy. I'm still the same person. I don't have all the parts I was born with, but I still have my humor and my intellect. Yeah, the parts that really matter. Yes, absolutely. And the sparkle. And the sparkle. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk style then. Did your cancer adventure inspire you to experiment with your personal style? Clothing, hair, no hair, hats, wigs. What did it look like? Yeah, so that's a great question. I did lose almost all of my hair. I never was a cue ball. Like I never had that shine and total smooth head. 
I kind of wanted it because my friend volunteered to henna my entire head. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah, but I didn't ever lose all of my hair. Micro fuzz is what I had. I chose to shave my head before chemo took that option from me because I thought I want to be in control of how I feel with that short of hair. And so I just buzzed it off and made myself go on my regular routine. I went to Starbucks. I would go shopping. I never felt the need for a hat and no one cared. Your hair and your makeup and everything is so internalized. No one cared that I had no hair. When I still had all my hair right after I busted, they're like, I really like your hair. And I was like, rock on. Like, (laughs) all right, I can do this. You know, and I do realize I have a good shaped head. Not everybody is as fortunate. I had no control over it. It's just how I was born. It's like, this is just for a few months. This is not forever. And I'll just embrace it. So I did. Yeah. And how about accessories? Did you find yourself going for bolder jewelry or anything when you had less hair? Or did it not really make a difference for you? Oh, girl. I have like 15 statement necklaces. I (laughs) went on a binge spree because I thought, I've got no hair. There's a lot of attention up here. Let's make them look at a necklace. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I still own every single one of them. I don't wear them as often as I did back then, but they sparkled. They brought me joy. They made me feel good about myself. And it just lit me up when other things were bogging me down. I really enjoyed my statement necklaces. (laughs) Oh, I think that's the best description for accessories or necklaces I've ever heard. They light you up when other things are bogging you down. Yeah. So Penny, tell me about your passion for craft cocktails. Ooh, I love a good cocktail. And until like, 10 years ago, I had no idea I was in love with gin. Oh, that's my choice as well. There is a very well-known craft cocktail bar in Cleveland called the Velvet Tango Room. And that is really where my love for craft cocktails was born because they're delightful. They're happy. They're fancy. It's instant happy. That's what craft (laughs) cocktails are to me. They are instant happy happy. Oh, that's something we all need in our lives, I would say. Instant happy in whatever form. I love beautiful glassware. I own more glassware than I will care to admit. You know, it's just kind of that air of fancy. It's like something special, right? It's not just a beer from the tap. It's something that is intentional. I have some vintage cocktail pitchers with little glasses that match. I love when I get to pull them out. It makes me happy. They're like the statement necklaces, but for my mouth. (laughs) Right? Statement necklaces are for my neck and cocktails are statements for my mouth. So it's all good. I love it. Yeah. So you don't need a gold tooth or a gem or anything like that? Just the lovely glass to lift up and toast and sip. And so... With everything you've been through, do you have any kind of 
lifestyle philosophy or mantra that helps you hashtag live your best life? So one thing that I fully embrace is that everyone's journey is unique throughout my cancer journey, throughout corporate, throughout life. You know, even if we both arrive at the exact same destination, my path can look so different from yours. It reinforces why connections are so engaging and important, because even if we both graduate from the same school with the exact same degree, there's still stories that you can share, that I can learn from, and I can share. So it's very interesting that everyone always has their own story. And the same for setting expectations for yourself. I think you can't compare yourself to other people because you do have your own path and you you get there in your way. So it's not a, a fair comparison like for fitness or something to say, oh, well, that person was able to do it in this amount of time. But Exactly. Embrace your journey. And what's your top tip for living well? Something listeners could take away with them and apply in their own lives. We should all be conscious and focus on what we can control. I think too often we can get wrapped up in our go, go, go society with every stimulus that surrounds us. I can't control the light turning red. I can't control it raining. I can't control so many things in the world. And worrying about things beyond my control does me no good. And so just recognizing the impact you have kind of makes everything a little bit easier in life. And I think that can apply to COVID as well through this. It's accepting that, you know, you're in a lockdown. That won't change. You can't do anything about that unless you're developing a vaccine or something. But Exactly. Yeah. Then get on it. <laughs> and well done. Yes, we, we yes. thank you. Bravo. So what are you looking forward to most this year? Making more connections. Yes. You're 80 plus people in our group. My 80 plus people. You got it. <laughs> um, yeah, just staying in touch with people. I'm definitely looking forward to having more in-person connections when it's safe. But I am still focused on reaching out to people, getting to know them, making those personal connections, because that's what brings me joy. And for listeners who'd like to connect more with you, what's a nice way to have more penny in their lives? More shiny, sparkly penny in their life. <laughs> <laughs> well, certainly they can visit my website, pennycastleman.com. I'm also on Instagram, and I'll be stepping up my efforts on that platform now. <laughs> as Alexandria and I both will be challenging each other. And I would love to share my free resource with your listeners that is 17 Ways to Spark Joy. And I had that develop before I even met you. And I think it's just such a lovely synergy with your organizing philosophy and the coaching and insights that you bring to your business that I have this free resource that in 10 minutes or less, there's just 17 quick bullet points that they can do that can spark some joy in their everyday. That sounds delightful. Yes. 
So who would benefit from your one-to-one coaching, would you say? Who's your audience that you're looking to bring in? Yeah, so I am most adept at helping professional women who definitely have a lean towards corporate America only because I have been there. I understand it. I have some insight, but would just love to help people get beyond where they are, really moves them from the status quo where they're at to where they really see their life unfolding. Sounds great. That's where we all want to be, right? Yes. (laughs) With a craft cocktail in hand. Oh, pour me one now. Cheers along the way. (laughs) (laughs) We've come to the finale, so I have a few quick-fire questions for you to end the show. Excellent. I'm ready. Get a bit of sparkle there. (laughs) Sparkly penny. Yes. Um, (laughs) So what's your most treasured possession? And, of course, no judgment. Yes. So when I graduated with my MBA, I bought myself a stainless steel metal band Gucci watch. And I love this watch. Every time I look at it, it reminds me of my accomplishment and that I did this for myself, by myself. It's just a symbol of hope and perseverance and my accomplishment. And what's your favorite article of clothing or accessory in your current wardrobe? I am sporting one of them for you today. Very chic. Thank you. They are square scarves because with short hair, I, in the winter, need something on my neck to kind of cut down on drafts. And so up until six months ago, I didn't own any scarves. But now that I'm sitting inside in a slightly drafty home, I now own three cotton and two silk. And they are just my favorites. And I will say, because we are all spending so much time on Zoom, that unlike a simple necklace, a neck scarf certainly stands out. I'll be looking out for that on our next Zoom call. Yes, it's my little piece of flair. And where do you go to get inspired? So I hop in my car and take a drive. I love the quiet of being in my car, the control aspect that I choose where to go. And, you know, I can take myself down roads I don't normally travel. It gives me free time to get out of my head. My favorite place to get inspired is just getting in my car. And it's fuel for so many metaphors as well, you know, forging your own path (laughs) in life. So what's one book or resource that you'd recommend for everyone? Besides my book, How to Get a Free Boob Job, (laughs) which everyone should have a copy of. I love, love essentialism. At times, it's a difficult book to read. It definitely holds up a mirror in front of decisions you make and things that you want to accomplish and do. But even if you could take away one aspect of essentialism and apply it to your life, things just become brighter. I would absolutely recommend that people read my book first and then they can read essentialism. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I cracked myself up. The comics who laugh at their own jokes. Yeah. (laughs) That's me. 
Oh, well, that's a good one. I really enjoy that book too. I think it it gives you permission to take time for yourself as well yes. and to cut things out that maybe you really don't want to do. <laughs> yeah. So, and here's a very KonMari question for you. So what would you say that you're grateful for? I am grateful for music. You know, when I'm driving, there's always music on. I love discovering new artists and I love live music, which the pandemic has definitely put a little squash too, but I'm very much looking forward to getting back out and seeing the activity and the energy of live music. When it's live, you feel it. I love having dinner parties back in the day when we could. So I love lounge, you know, cocktail music when people are over. But then I also like dance music when I need energy. And I love jazz when I have to study or really focus my time. So I'm kind of all over the spectrum. And I even enjoy country. I went through a country phase for a while where I was just like, yeah, I want to sing about pickup trucks and dogs <laughs> and how you done me wrong. So oh, yeah, <laughs> but it, it's all good for my soul. Like there's a piece of my life that can speak to every kind of genre. Music lights me up. I embrace it all. And somehow I'm picturing you at the moment with some tassels and a country jacket or something. Some boots? Heck yeah. <laughs> I need oh. to get some authentic ones from Texas. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're going for quality, right? Yes, we are going for quality. So no imitations. I might even have to get some custom boots with my initials on them. <laughs> <laughs> and... Finally, what do you love most about life? I love sharing experiences. I love connections. I love dinner parties. I love sharing food. I love sharing craft cocktails, music. It's just that collective I so enjoy and I am so missing right now. I'm definitely doing the best I can with what we have. So I do have Zoom happy hours scheduled with my girlfriends, which bring me joy every week. It's still not quite the same, but I know it's coming. And like we talked, control what you can. And so I can control a Zoom call. And so that's what I'm doing. And when it gets easier for all of us to gather, I definitely am looking forward to that piece of my life that's missing and expanding your sphere of joy as the year progresses absolutely well penny what an absolute pleasure it's been such a delight chatting with you about everything from boob jobs to uh, yes. cocktails to making connections and of course that sparkle in life which we all need yes so, thank you so much oh my gosh my pleasure thank you so much for having me it really does bring me joy to see you and speak with you and i know that we will be connected for the rest of our lives because it's just amazing well hope you enjoyed that chat with life coach penny castleman I heartily recommend Penny's book, How to Get a Free Boob Job. 
It's my current bedtime reading and helps me round off the day with a little sparkle. So here are some key takeaways from our conversation. Ask for help. When you're going through hard times, your loved ones want to be there for you, but they don't always know how to offer their support. So tell them what you need. It helps them and it helps you. And always give without expectation. Send a lovely card in the post. Send an email or text, but don't expect a response. Don't put pressure on the receiver because you never know what they're going through right now. Just know that your gesture is appreciated. And if you're go, go, going all the time, pause and take a moment. Don't worry about things you can't control. Focus instead on what you can control. And most importantly, don't wait to dream, build, and live a life you love. That's our show then. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Alexandria and this is Also in Pink, the podcast all about lifestyle design. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to Also in Pink wherever you get your podcasts. And the absolute best way to show your support is to write a review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. This really helps more than anything to promote the show. And of course, tell all your friends. Thank you so much for your support. Until next time, have a wonderful week. Redefine what's possible and create your ideal life.